Entrepreneur True Confessions podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome. We're so happy to have you here. And I am Laura or Oda. Um, and I own a virtual assistant project management agency. Um, we do help small businesses to grow and scale their businesses confidently. Um, we help build strategy, add staffing needs, um, focus on where your business is going and what exactly is the best use of your staff's time and help you um, get that staff in place and help you with your business so you can grow or go on vacation, anything like that. <laughs> cool. And I'm Angelique with Lady Powerhouse Solutions, and we are a heart-centered approach to offering project and event management to women entrepreneurs that are on fire and lighten up the world with their passion and drive. And we help them achieve their mission in the most authentic way possible, whatever that mission is. And Laura and I uh, do really similar things. And um, typically you would see that, oh, well, you can't, you know, work together because, you know, you're, comp you're competitors. Um, and, and yeah, on the one hand, I guess we are, but really we're not because there's, we're of an ab abundance mindset, right? And we believe there's, plenty to go around. Absolutely. That's what makes us wonderful is because we are in similar industries and we do the same thing in so many different ways. Um, where do you turn when you're looking for the support you need that understands exactly your business? Well, you turn to your competitors and there's, you know, there's a lot of us that are like, now we're just business besties and everything's great. We have a trust and a bond with each other where it makes it much easier for us to not worry about that. Who's going to have what piece of what pie and are we even and does this work and it doesn't matter. You know, we um, we don't think about those things. We're just here to help, support, love up on each other and just be really caring towards what it's like to be in this world in competition in so many other corners of it. So. We don't worry about that amongst us. Yes. So together we are Fempreneur True Confessions podcast. Our mission is to empower women in business and life to live authentically, support each other like we do. We try to model that for people um, and uh, to kind of squash this competitive uh, tendency and to model this authentically through our businesses and our personal relationships so that we can empower other women to do the same thing. So we're trying to normalize the struggles and share the lessons that we've learned. And that that's the point of having guests on here is, yeah, we could get on here and, and basically bitch and moan all day long, mm -hmm. but you know, we, we're not the only female entrepreneurs out there struggling with the same issues. And that's what we're trying to get across is that, um, there is a common goal, right? And that we can succeed and we can normalize what it looks like when women succeed at supporting each other and building up each other, sharing our gifts um, and um, encouraging one another just basically to fulfill our life's calling. So uh, we hope that you will join us as we build, maintain, and grow this sisterhood that believes in an abundance mindset sharing our struggles and helping each other rise 
to our highest potential. So uh, we have an awesome guest today. Laura, would you like to introduce our guest? And she's kind of a former contact? Yes. Yeah, Donella and I have been, um, we met into um, networking. Gosh, I won't even say it was alignable, but we met networking um, a little over a year ago. So I'm watching her grow and her business is just moving along. So all these exciting things, we're like, let's have Donnell on and have a good conversation with her. So, well, everyone, and I do want to introduce Donnell. Um, and her name is Donnell Kelly. She is the CEO and founder of Oxley Help, a project management agency that specializes in women-led small business operations. After serving in the Navy as a shipboard firefighter for eight years, thank you, and studying kinesiology and psychology at the University of Wisconsin, um, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, Eau Claire, Donnell was inspired to shift gears and enter the world of women-led businesses. She discovered a new exciting way to express her passion for project management by collaborating with other women entrepreneurs. Donnell's team brings an, an integrated approach through Oxley Help, providing tailor-made planning, procurement, and execution of projects by using shared collaboration techniques. This unique approach allows for more work to get done in less time, the epitome of efficiency. Donnell founded Oxley Help based on her personal vision using her values as a guide. She discovered a fulfilling purpose within Oxley Help to empower future women business leaders. Welcome. We're so awesome. excited. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. <clears throat> your service. Yeah, especially that. Thank you for your service. You're welcome. And Ricky, we have Ricky here watching. She's on the side. She says, hello. So hello, Ricky. So excited you're here today. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, hey, Ricky. So Ricky, uh, it looks like she's on LinkedIn. So yeah. And just another reminder to people that are tuning in, um, even at a later time, we do live stream to both YouTube and LinkedIn. Uh, sometimes we have some connection issues with LinkedIn, but most of the time we're there. So thank you again, um, Donnell. And so let's dig in. Um, one of the things that you talked about when, when you submitted your topics was um, self-sabotage. And I think this is such a huge thing for I don't know. It really resonated with me, but I think it's a I think it's a big deal for for women, especially women who um, are ambitious, especially that are driven, uh, motivated, all those things. Um, so let's talk about some of the main challenges you face. Now, you went from working two jobs, living alone, no real friends or family nearby, a product of unhealthy upbringing. And so this sounds like the perfect recipe for self-sabotage, but so let's talk about the main challenges for you as, as you were coming out of that. I think one of the main challenges is the mental health piece, the anxiety, the depression. It's difficult when you're in the midst of it to deal with it. So 
getting into therapy and really resisting initially, of course, um, but really having to look <laughs> at how much power and control I really had over myself and my life and my choices. So rather than being so reactive and um, in that victim mindset, it was important for me to go, well, it is what it is. Now, what can I do to move forward? So what did you, what did you come up with? Well, honestly, it was just an accident that I met a woman entrepreneur and I suggested based on what she offered that she take her business nationwide. I had this inspiration, right? And instead of turning away from it, I leaned into it because I thought, what do I have to lose at this point? So I had yes. these ideas and I had no experience. I couldn't even spell entrepreneur, but I said, I'm, I'm just going to bring it up. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I'm just going to say what I'm thinking. And, uh, and, and it came from a place of like, you get that flash, you know, like I could see how this could be so much better, you know? Um, so I brought it up to her. I said, we should take this virtual. This is great. You could help so many more people. And this was before COVID. So it was kind of like, eh, what does that look like? How are you going to do it? You're in another state. And so I got really bold and I said, well, I have a laptop. I have access to the internet. That is the epitome of virtual. So just give me a shot. Mm. And again, yeah, I was working in a warehouse. I was bartending. I had a mattress on the floor and a crock pot. So I was doing pretty good. And uh, hey. yeah, I know. And um, <laughs> so I, I essentially took my ideas and broke them down into action steps and then just started plugging away. And she could see that I was making progress. So for example, I'd never done this before, but I understood the concept of a department in a business, right? I know what taking something that's happening in person and how to make it virtual, right? So I just took all these huge ideas that seemed overwhelming, broke them down, and then again, just taking action, just doing something, getting out of my own head mm -hmm. and, and be willing to fail. And it was terrifying, but also awesome. Right. <laughs> I love it. So how did, uh, uh, what were those little things that you did to, I know for me, it's kind of like, I got to kind of trick myself into doing the, you know, I understand how about, you know, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Yes. And a lot of people forget that. Yes. Right? So you have to, you have to break it down in these small steps. Yes. Um, so talk a little bit more about how you, for me, it's like reverse engineering. Okay. Right. Yes. So are you talking what about how, how to get motivated to do those things? How to get out of my own head? What do you, yeah. Okay. So what I noticed was when it was something that I was really passionate about, and again, I wasn't fully familiar with this feeling, but I knew I was excited about it. So it wasn't so much I had to motivate myself. It was that I had to, um, how do I describe it? Like I was afraid of doing it wrong. Yeah. But I was just so excited to start. So it was it was a balance, but there was no reverse engineering. It was just like, I, I don't know if you've ever been in this position, but it was literally, I have nothing left to lose. So I'm just going to go all in. I'm going to try my best. It's like my only shot. You know what I mean? So it wasn't so much like nowadays, right? I have things I have to do and I have to figure out and get motivated. I don't want to write marketing yeah. emails, you know? <laughs> but back then it's like, this is all I have going for me right now. So I'm going to put everything I got into it and cross my fingers and close my eyes. And then as far as the self-sabotage goes, that comes in when I'm doing too well. So it's a, maybe it's a different approach. But for me, it's like everything's going well. I'm on track. I'm having fun. 
something must be wrong or something's going to happen. Well, before I can <laughs> fail, before I can be embarrassed by doing something wrong, I will cause something to happen. So it's not my fault. This happened as a result of my actions by accident. Like, for example, what's a good one? Have you guys ever experienced this where <laughs> uh, you miss a deadline or you're late to something or you don't respond and you forgot? But really, you're probably just, you know, you're doing really well and you, you feel like you don't deserve it. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I, think, I think subconsciously. Mm hmm. Uh, the majority, a lot of people do do that. Yeah. I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak for myself. Yes. So how did you, how did you learn to recognize those warning signs that like, oh, I'm headed for some self-sabotage time here. <laughs> so what, what, what was that process for you? It's like, okay, like I've got to stop doing this. Um, you know, I know Mel Robbins, do you know, you know everybody knows who Mel Robbins, right? Yes. I listened to a podcast with her recently and she you know, the five second rule. She just one day she said, you know, you know, you have to adult, Yes. you know, you know, you what to do, you know what you need to do. You're just not doing it. Yes. And so for her, it was like, okay, I have to get my ish together. And she saw a rocket uh, blast off or whatever on TV. And she goes, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to, I'm just going to, blast myself out of bed in the morning. And so when she woke up, she's like, all right, she did that countdown of five, four, three, two, one. And she got up and she's, she said in the podcast, which was about from like a month ago, she said, I've been doing it every day since. That's amazing. That's how she gets out of bed. Right. So were there, was there a, a, a catalyst? Was there some kind of uh, trick that you played on yourself to, you know, or, you know, what was, what was it for you? Because I feel like there are probably a lot of people out there that could relate. I think, oh, and again, this is not linear. And like you said, everyone is different. So that's why my story is different. But for me, I recognize signs as opposed to something being clear and dry. You know, I don't get text messages saying, watch out, you're about to self-sabotage, you know? <laughs> right. Nobody. <laughs> yes. Yes. But uh, it's more so I get, I feel down, right. I have low energy. I'm not sleeping very well. Um, I have higher anxiety. So when I'm not in line with my true purpose, when I'm not doing what I'm really supposed to be doing um, and I'm getting distracted or sidetracked, uh, I feel just drained, just exhausted and um, mm. not in a good mood, you know, overall. So it's just, it creeps up on you. Right. And that's, that's where, you know, antidepressants can come in and help and things like that. But if you can start doing self check-ins, right. So maybe once a day, check in, how am I feeling? Um, and then journaling at the end of the day, just a brain dump. I call it dirty writing, where you set a timer for five to 10 minutes and you just write everything that's coming up in your mind. It doesn't have to have good punctuation. Um, it doesn't even have to make sense. Like so you can jump around, but you can kind of let it pour out through the pen and see what is going on right now with my mental health, you know? Oh, that's really good. Mm -hmm. I really like that. That's dirty writing. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is and you know what some stuff comes up and you're like "Ooh, that was dark but it's you and you yeah. need to know you know yeah. can't be afraid of who you yeah. really are so let it all out and then kind of look back and go all right there's some hidden stuff there and that's okay yeah 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 so what what ultimately brought you and how long did it take i think is another great <laughs> 
thing to talk about is what really brought you through, you know, that one phase to the next phase where you, you didn't significantly quote unquote backslide. And then how, how long did that take? Was it a year? Was it a month? Was it five years? So it's still ongoing, right? There's no, for me, I can only speak for myself. There's no um, finish line where I cross it. And I'm like, I'm super mental healthy now and everything's perfect, right? So, um, uh, what was I going to (laughs) say? I lost my train of thought. Um, So it's just, there was no significant turning point. I will say I was able to start trusting people. And that happened when I first met my husband and I thought, oh, this is interesting. I don't immediately feel defensive, right? Mm-hmm. So as living alone and, and kind of being wrapped up in your own head, uh, it's tough to connect with other people on a deeper level, like emotionally and really trust them with your thoughts and whatnot. So I think when I started opening up to other people and connecting with them, that really helped me see I wasn't so alone and there wasn't something wrong with me and mm-hmm. that it was okay to try and fail. And it sounds cliche, but it's so easy. And I I don't know if you've experienced this. I'm sure you have where something in your head feels so serious and, oh my gosh, this is the end of whatever. But when you have other people to bounce ideas off of and talk to, uh, they, they kind of put things in perspective. And that really helped me jump from matches on the floor to growing my own business. That is So yeah, I I think one of the, the common questions that I, I find myself asking our guests is, where'd you find your people? Oh, that's a good question. So honestly, I met my husband first and that was an anomaly. I met him literally in a bar. Um, Just there was some live music playing and um, he had brought this like old school Nintendo thing with the tube TV. And I'm like, oh, well, that's weird. What is this? And he's like, well, I brought it. I was like, who are you and what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) So um, after that, it was it was tough because I realized a lot of the people that I thought were my friends, we just we weren't on the same page as I started growing personally. I don't know if you've experienced this, but as as I was evolving, I was like shedding old people and okay, yeah, yeah. So I felt kind of kind of isolated in that way. And then it was you know just recently, and that was goodness three or four years ago. And it's just been kind of, I've been evolving almost in hermit mode over the last few years, but I've developed a couple of really strong bonds over mental health and being healthy overall, not weight loss per se, but in every area, right? Physical, mental, family, personal. So I started connecting with people who have similar values and similar goals after I figured out what those even were. And I realized, oh, these are a good guideline to connecting with other people. And when I started doing that, everything started falling into place because, again, we had the same values. So it's just, it's tough. There's no app. (laughs) I mean, maybe there is an app, but that's not how I did it, right? right? It's more so um, like Facebook groups, things like that, and really just kind of putting myself out there. Hey, I'm looking for connections. Is anyone else looking to work on their health? And the people that respond, you kind of just start going, okay, well, you know, what are your goals? And just really connecting on that um, level. So I would say people in a similar stage of life to you is where you want to look. People always talk about target demographics for your business. What about target demographics for your friends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like figure out what you need. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. and I mentioned this before we went live, like uh, Donnell and I have similar 
stories. We have similar, like how we evolved, how our businesses evolved, what we do. And um, I have to say that, and the reason I'm so curious about that specifically is um, because I also had to let go of people like, like friends that I had known since high school mm-hmm. and that felt like family that I considered family um, yeah. and having to let those relationships go because they were now. So it was so obvious now how right. um, unsupportive that that relation was, that relationship was like, it wasn't um, just over the years, you go in different directions, you grow differently and your values change. Yes. Hopefully they get better. Um, and it's hard when you recognize that your values don't align anymore with the person that is your best friend. Right. And having to let those, those relationships go, um, or just not investing as much time and energy into those relationships. It's not like you, you hate them. No. It's not like, it's, it's, it's just, okay, we're different people now. Yeah. yeah. I'm a different person. Right. And I have spent the last five years, um, maybe even really longer than that, figuring my own ish out. Right. right. And healing and discovering who I really am and who I really want to be when I grow up. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and it's, and I just, I shared this, I think it on, on my company page, but you know, it's the real flex is freedom. It's yes. not the car and the big house anymore. It's, are you financially free? Are you time? Is your time free? Yes. Do you have time freedom? Um, and, and that really resonated with me. Um, and especially over the past, I'd say year or two, I've done a significant amount of, like you said, I I felt really, really honestly alone. Right. It is. It's very isolating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, okay, figuring out that relationship doesn't work for me or it isn't, you know, exactly the first kind of people I just want to spend a bunch of time with right. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I've met other people since then and we align on our values. But like you said, we're in a different part of our life. Yes. I am now a single, uh, uh, childless, uh, you know, entrepreneur. Right. I'm in, you know, my, my, I don't have any kids at home. Mm-hmm. I don't have anybody that's telling, you know, telling me what I can and can't do. And I don't have to ask their permission to fucking do anything. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And while I know other female entrepreneurs that we align on our values really well, they're in a different part of their life. Right. They're just, they're just starting a family or they're, you know, just starting a business or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding my, my own, I'm just right. in both. the time in my Yeah. Life. You need both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, trying to figure out how do I find these people? Right. 
I would say, yeah, you got to go in those groups and it seems too simple, but you got to go where you think your people are just like for your business, do it for yourself. You're worth it. You know, your mental health is paramount to any and all of this, right? Like you said, freedom. How about passion? How about purpose? How about the independence that comes with making money, doing what you love? Okay. That's great. But then also if you zoom out a little bit more, you have that community, right? That you guys can support each other. So you're doing good by yourself and you got your business. Okay. Now you expand out. Now you got this awesome supportive network to lean on too. Right. Cause you're yeah. so much more than just an entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. And it, exactly. I really appreciate, sorry, Laura. Oh, I said, that's exactly what it is. It's that recognizing, you know, this is what you are. And then on the broader bird view of it, what else is involved in that and what does it bring you to? And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wonderful. And I, th- that's one of the things I've really benefited from <laughs> this podcast is connecting with women that are in a similar position or space or similar values as I am and really connecting with them and building a relationship with, with, with them. Yes. Um, it, we really are building this awesome community. I, I just am so proud of, we haven't even been doing this a year yet and we've had so many awesome guests and we've attracted so many, um, you know, incredible people yeah you know yes we we're about women right you know it's femprepreneurs um but you know that i think before we're a gender we're a person right yeah absolutely 100 percent yeah uh okay uh went off on a little tangent there <laughs> so we talked about what brought you through that time into the the next phase correct um so what if you knowing what you know now yes what's one piece of advice you would have given your former self that would have been uh, would have given her a little bit of an upper hand oh only one i would say (laughs) i would say journal more journal get it out and really don't be afraid to face yourself because you'd grow so much faster Right. If you keep pushing it off and pushing it off, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of how hard you're going to make it when you're in the midst of self-personal growth. It will happen. You know, if you miss an opportunity, you'll get another one and another one. But it's like when someone's knocking on your door and then they're banging on your door and then they're bringing a sledgehammer to the door and it's just getting more and more painful. <laughs> it's like just, just journaling and, and, and loud and just obnoxious. And it's like, just, this is the sign. Just follow the sign. Like stop waiting until it's a struggle <laughs> or you're suffering to make a change for the better. Do it now. Yeah. So it sounds like self being more self-aware and, and self-reflective. Yes. Um, was a huge growing stage for you. Yeah, really big. It's the hardest part for me was facing myself and figuring out who I truly was. Because once I figured that out, then I knew I would have to act on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's scary. It's easy to to play small and to to do what's easy. Bartending is easy. Working in a warehouse is easy. But starting a business and following my passion of empowering women is scary. Right. And not easy. And not easy at all. You know, you see all the bright shiny and they're all successful. Everything's great. And you're like, that must have been so easy. Or they make it sound like you just take these 10 steps and it's amazing. 
I'm like, oh, how long is each step supposed to last? Wait, let's have mm -hmm. a completely different discussion. Like, yes, there's 10 steps, but it could take you 10 years or, you know, whatever. Yes. So you're always in that, you know, understanding that motive. It's, we see what we see on the surface, but the behind the scenes day-to-day -day stuff every day is, um, like you're saying, Angelique, you get lonely, you do get tired. People don't understand, you know, the drive and what it takes. Um, families have, especially with young ones, have hard time with the understanding of this is not permanent, but this is for right now. This is the necessity right at this moment. Um, and that's always a hard discussion to have. Um, you know, if you don't, especially if you don't have support at home. Um, I happen to have a great support system here as well, which makes it nice. Um, but there's still moments when you get the side eye and you're, you know, sitting on with your computer and you get that. And you know, because you're not going to look, you're just going to look straight, but you know. And so it's like, let me shut down and, you know, okay, I'm almost done. And that kind of thing where it's, it's really recognizing, you know, how do you balance that? And what do you do? Like, when is it time to shut off? And you eventually, everybody gets to that point when it's recognizing it's it's time to shut down. Yeah. yeah. Or, or you are, you're forced to. Your health. Yeah. Yes, I'm talking to you, Laura. Your health will suffer. <laughs> and... <laughs> See, I love you. You know that your health will suffer something. And for me, it's like I've been there. I've been where, OK, I can't get out of bed today because I worked 16 hours yesterday and the day before that and the day before that and the day before that. Mm -hmm. And I pushed too hard. And as I'm getting older, uh, my body is a less uh, understanding of, yep. you know, of of my ability to push through mental barriers mm -hmm. or physical barriers or, you know, whatever the case may be that day. Right. So we've talked about how hard it is and we've talked about um, how it's not easy. So why would we do it? Why? Tell us why if it's hard and it's, and it's not easy. And because we will pay, take the path of least resistance mm -hmm. as humans. That's we're lazy that way. Yep. So let's talk about why, why do you do it then? Oh, why? Like I mentioned before, that feeling of passion, purpose, you are following, you're calling. That in and of itself, as soon as you allow yourself, from my point of view, you get this rush of energy that can carry you through the parts that aren't so fun. Because overall, when you zoom out, you know you're making a difference. And you're doing it in a way that comes naturally to you. So it's not hard, right? Some of the work is labor intensive, but if you pace yourself, it's more than doable and you have to do something anyway. The time's going to pass anyway. So you might as well do it doing something that fires you up. And sometimes it can be exhausting, right, if you're doing 16-hour days over and over. But that's where I am a, a huge advocate of self-care and, and putting your mental health first. So a lot of us get caught in that trap of one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. Let me just get this done yep. and then I will... Be happy, take Guilty. a break, whatever. Right. So what I, I tell people to do is you need to be proactive about your mental health. So when you're sitting down for your you know quarterly meeting or your annual meeting, or hopefully you're doing both, um, you need to schedule the time off ahead of time and block it off in your calendar or it's never going to happen. 
So you need to be proactive about that. That's a day where you unplug. And honestly, it makes you more productive because your brain can kind of get some new ideas, right? It's like, you know, training for anything. When you're training for a marathon, you need to take breaks to allow yourself to heal, right? You need, you need rest. Right. So that, and then I am a little extreme, according to some people, I think it's reasonable where you take an hour of self-care every day and it doesn't have to be an hour straight, but it does need to be an hour. So maybe 15 minutes here. That's extreme. Taking an hour for yourself is extreme. That's what I've heard. That's whacked. Yeah. Cause people, like you said, 16 hours a day are one of those hours self-care. Right. Are they? No. Oh, okay. Me. Oh, well, yeah. For me now, <laughs> in the beginning, no. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. To just pace you yourself. Realize it. That needs to be like an uh, like a given. Right. It needs to be a given. Um. So I'm glad you're talking about self care and and mental health. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um. I like to call it mental fitness. I just sent out my news my monthly newsletter and talked all about how, you know, what, what I do for my mental fitness and, and shared a bunch of resources. Nice. So, um, you have something that you just started doing. So I'd love for you to talk about that. Yes. So I just started, uh, started doing what I'm calling the self care club. And essentially what it is, is it's about life health, right? So every area of your life, how to be healthy in it. And there's no program. (laughs) There's no formula that you have to do these steps and eat these things and you will blank. That's not how it works. So the point of the self-care club is to discover more about what self-care means to you and then having the accountability to stick to it, which is the more difficult part. So how I structure Mm -hmm. it is we all get a journal, right? Whatever journal speaks to you, order one on Amazon, go to the store, something that's just for you. And then you have a nice pen to go with it. Then you sit down, you have some quiet time, and you picture yourself three years from now. Who is that woman? What does she do for fun? What does she eat? How does she dress? What does her life look like spiritually, mentally, physically? Is she a wife? Is she a mom? Um, Who is she as a person? What does she like to do for fun, right? How's her business? So you really just let it all out. And even if some of it seems like, well, that doesn't seem realistic to me, it's not up to you. Just write it out. And then break that down into what you can realistically do over the next year, right? And just figure out, well, I could probably get that done in the next eight months, maybe. And then break that down into the current quarter. <clears throat> what can you do over the next 90 days to make progress towards that year goal? Break that down into the month, into the week, into today. And a lot of it is daily habits, I'm sure. So you have this journal, you have everything laid out. Great. It's like a New Year's resolution, right? Now let's take it a step further. Okay. So each day you're going to document what you did and if you did it or not, right? And then at the end of the day, you're going to lay out what got done, what didn't, why not. Then you're going to have a weekly meeting with two other women and you guys are going to identify, discuss, and then solve what happened. So you don't have to judge yourself, right? You write down at the end of the day, I got this done. I didn't get this done. I didn't have time. Leave it. Do that for seven days. Then on that seventh day, when you meet with the other two women, you guys talk about it and you say, yep, I didn't get this done. And then everyone else says if they got it done or not. And then you guys discuss why I didn't get it done. Well, I didn't have time. Okay. But why didn't you make time? Well, this and this happened. Okay. But maybe you don't really want to do this. Maybe this is a, you think you should be doing this, but you don't really want to, you know, you really get dig deep into why you have the goals that you do. And if you're even really meant to reach those ones, or if there's something else that you feel called to do. 
And then lastly, once you decide, okay, I didn't get this done because I didn't have enough time because I don't know if I really want to do it. You don't just leave it on the negative, you leave it with the solution. So now that S, the solution comes in, what are we gonna do from here? Do you wanna try one more week? Do you wanna try it a different way? Maybe you're meant to do this in the evening instead of first thing in the morning, right? So you gotta really find what is the solution here? How does this work best for me? Not how should I be doing this according to some standard? So over time, yeah. you're really discovering what self-care means to you, how it works with you, and I mean, just become the person that you're meant to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, awesome. yeah. And then I think I adding in it. the chat is the key. So you and the other two women are in, in, a, in a group chat and you're able to just vent day to day what's going on, talk about your wins. And then I really advocate that there is no pressure to respond at all because we're busy and we're, we're all ultimately in charge of our own mental fitness, as you would call it. So we, we don't need other people validating. It's just important to get it off your chest. And if you want to respond, you can, but very low pressure. It's just coming together. Again, you have the same kind of values. You want to be healthier and you're just kind of, you know, alone, isolated. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me, I used to do a, a free accountability channel in, in Slack. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura, do you remember when we did that? Yeah. And um we had read um we should all be millionaires by rachel rogers and she has the daily seven um i added one more and i called it the daily eight um it was very business oriented but you know i can see how you could break that you know that yearly goal into a quarterly goal to a monthly goal to a weekly goal to a daily eight Mm -hmm. like what are the eight things that you're going to do today to reach that and it could be as simple as I'm going to check the chat and respond, or I'm going to put something in the chat. Yeah. Maybe not respond. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like this self-care club mm-hmm. idea. I, I uh, think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're definitely doing this. <laughs> yes. We're doing this. Aren't we doing this, Laura? We're doing this. <laughs> We talked about it before. I'm not twisting her arm. Um, but I, I love it. And I can't believe we're we're like already out of time. Um, mind you, it's our podcast. We can talk as long as we want to, but we try to keep we try to keep it, you know, within uh under an hour because I don't know about anybody else. I see an hour and I'm like, I ain't got time for that. And I move on to something that's shorter. Mm-hmm. Um unfortunately it's our is it the social media that's trained us to be? <laughs> no, I want it now. I want all the information now. So first and foremost, thank you so very much for your time, for sharing your story. Um, yeah. And, you know, it is powerful because when we hear um, that someone else struggles with self-sabotage mm-hmm. and they were able to pull themselves out with the help of supportive people and, and how to find those supportive people. It it isn't necessarily, it could just be one person. I know for me over the past year has been my family. Mm -hmm. If it weren't for my family, I don't know. I I can't even say um, what that would have looked, what the past year would have looked like. Mm Would have looked very differently. (laughs) I just know that. Um, And, you know, talking about how sometimes it's the right thing is, to not 
stay in a relationship or to spend as much time in a relationship. And that's okay. Right. That's okay. Yeah. It's to normalize that. And, and, you know, uh, I read a, a bio on, um, Denise Duffield Thomas, who is an, it was another book club book, get rich, lucky bitch. (laughs) Um, we loved the book. Um, and she's, uh, got another free, uh, money mindset course coming out. And, uh, so I've been following her. So for like about a year, but one of the things that she, oh, I lost my train of thought. Doggone it. (laughs) I get it. There I get it. Bit. <laughs> so Simon Sinek, you know who Simon Sinek is, right? Yeah. He was on a podcast I was listening to recently and he was doing his first TED talk and that happened to him. He lost his train of thought. Simon Sinek. Oh, love it. And he froze and he was like, he could not remember what he was going to say, what he was talking about five seconds ago. And so he said, well, I just lost my train of thought. You know how when you're on stage and you're talking and then your mind just goes, Bleep. so if somebody could just tell me what I was just saying. And the whole audience laughed and, and somebody said, you were talking about this. And he was back on his way. Um, and, you know, it's encouraging when you hear about somebody that famous, yeah. well-known, well-spoken. <laughs> huge speaker. I mean, after that, his career just took off. Right. Yeah. But, uh, what got him through was that he was transparent about it. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. But anyway, I was talking about Denise Duffield Thomas and I don't remember why, um, get rich, lucky bitch. I don't know. Maybe it'll come to me later, but, um, that was something to do along with the lines with what we were talking about. What were we talking about right before that? Are you talking about, about, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Basically how you said you broke it down into the daily eight. And so. Yeah, that was Rachel. Yep. I don't remember what it was. Something triggered my train of thought, but that's And you guys had that free Slack channel too. Yeah. 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 And we tried it. Which after a while. What? I said we we tried it and got you know you start off good and then things dwindle we get busier you forget and then it became part of partially like that where it's like okay accountability accountability get in there like go get this done you know and that kind of thing so yeah 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 I think it came down to because it was free oh right mm-hmm. yeah unfortunately money keeps us accountable some kind of time investment. Um, Okay. Well, evidently it's not going to come back to me. That's okay. I do want to get, I do want to encourage people to, we're going to share the Forbes article that you put out. I absolutely love it. It's called the top four powerful reasons to embrace collaboration over competition. And that is what we're all about. The other thing um, I wanted to make sure that we talked about was your free ebook, the four secret steps to get from frustration to freedom. We're going to drop her um, website um, and a link to the article along with all your social and everything else. Perfect. So um, we will be putting that out there in the show notes. That'll drop tomorrow. Um, next week's guest. So we have this little thing that we do where we have the current guest 
introduce the next guest. And our next guest next week is Dr. Debbie Burns. <clears throat> Dr. Debbie Burns, yes. So Debbie Burns is fire forged. <laughs> I can't even pronounce this bad where I'm like, oh, how do I say Molotov? <laughs> Molotov, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so anyways, let me start over there. So Debbie Burns is fire-forged, a Molotov cocktail in Hello Kitty packaging. Deb's dynamic, humorous, and heart-centered style of communication allows her to take others on the vulnerable journey of diving straight to the soul and facing the hard things found there. And her love for the people she serves is palpable. Deb's goal is transformation, not just inspiration, and she leaves her audience both elevated and hungry for more. Her audacious vision is to touch the lives of 7 billion people by awakening and deepening the love they have for themselves. Love has been the focal point of Deb's life for as long as she can remember. Her earliest request of the divine was to see and love others as higher power does though having the same love for herself didn't come until much later in life. After graduating from university, Deb followed the practical path of marriage and climbing corporate ladders that society, culture, and family had dictated for her. Until, face pressed against the rough industrial carpet, she thought she was going to die at the hands of an armed robber. Her biggest regret? Not ever having lived the life she truly wanted. Deb spiraled into darkness as she was forced to navigate post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, and high suicidality. Eventually committed, because she couldn't keep herself on this planet anymore, it was within those sterile walls that Deb learned she didn't have to live by anyone else's rules but her own, and in rewriting said rules, she discovered her path back to radical self-love and meaningful joy. From terrified shut-in to international best-selling author, public speaker, and soul magic creator, Deb's message of courage, love, and the magic of living your own rules is now spreading across continents. Deb will read your soul and speak back the magic she sees there. As she often says, if you knew what I knew about you, you wouldn't stop until your magic transformed the world. It's incredible. Yeah, she is incredible. Really I'm super amazing. excited yeah. um, to have her. I've been to a couple of her, um, been through a couple, several of her offerings and seen her speak multiple times and read her book. She has a book as well. And uh, she's just, she's just awesome. So thank you. Thank you for reading that for us and introducing next week's guest. Um, we have uh, an ask that at the end of each episode and that is this time sign up for our newsletter we get a new we send out a weekly newsletter for the for sneak peeks of who our upcoming guests are uh we don't do that anywhere else and we're starting a new monthly um basically a monthly recap of all the resources and discounted offers from the podcast guests for that month so it's a really great value it's a way for us to kind of combine all of the the yumminess that we've experienced through a podcast through the month. So we hope that you will sign up for that um, uh, newsletter. You can do that um, in the show notes. There'll be a link for that. Perfect. So, uh, That's awesome. Thank you again, Donnell. Really appreciate it. And it's been a uh, true pleasure getting to know you better and hearing your story. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that because, you know, it's just so important. I agree. Thank you. This is really great connecting we, with you. I love that. 
wonderful hanging out and we're really glad we're here thank you again for coming um you know watching you grow it's just been amazing so and she does have a little one everyone so she's the the one she's holding the little one running around and makes that priority too so yeah i just remembered why i mentioned denise duffield thomas so you said mom Mm -hmm. and that's what i loved i was looking at denise something about denise and in her bio, she says she's a lazy introvert. I'm like, yes, please. And she's an unbusy mom. And um, in my newsletter, I said, who, raise your hand if you want to be unbusy. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. So thank you uh, for mentioning that she's a mom because that triggered it <laughs> for me. So, all right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Same bat channel, same bat time. Have a great.